to the Mum Mind podcast, keeping parents sane for a whole year. Do you know where we've been going a whole year? I know, it's great, isn't it? And I think the thing that I'm really proud of is, is that we have done it in a really ethical way to us. Like we've taken breaks. Yeah. If if we haven't been able to do one, we said, look, we haven't done one because there's so much in the podcast and the online world about pushing and doing more. And we are the opposite. So we're really, really walking the walk of what we talk <laughs> yeah and like just to show yeah. you what that means for us you know there are there have been numerous times throughout the last year where either one or the other of us has said look sick child can't do it whatever but then there's also been times when we've actually hired a podcast studio gone into it done a whole episode and then I have discovered that I didn't plug the, the equipment into the computer <laughs> yeah I mean, great and Bethan stuff has like just this. gone. Oh well. <laughs> will, we, will we go for lunch then? Yeah. So you know, obviously, we want this podcast to be huge, but we want this podcast to be huge because we're sharing what is totally unique. We're sharing Steph's twenty years' experience managing rooms of toddlers, being with toddlers, being a mum herself, and it's my almost twenty years. Jesus, not quite there. Of um. <laughs> Of working with families and working with everything from toilet training to self-harm to suicide and everything in between. And that is a really, really unique thing. You know, we're not just yeah. moms lamenting our woes. We will do lots of that. Don't get us wrong. But we're here in the trenches with you. But we also have this really unique set of skills and experience to help us all move forward. But we can only do that in a pace that doesn't kill us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're trying to do it in a way that this isn't, uh, okay, this is how you sit down and do toilet training, just because there are so many resources out there that can help you with the very, very practical side of things. We're hoping this is perhaps bringing you a different insight, perhaps, you know, helping you manage how you feel about things, how you react to things, because we, we've all been on that journey. And I think Beth and you and I have both come from a place where suddenly we found ourselves parenting in a way that we were like, what's happening? <laughs> where's yeah. the where's the calm, nice person gone? Yeah. And, and we've had to find our way out of that. Yeah. I mean, you said something great to me off air this year, Steph, and I think it's OK to say, I mean, just edit it out. Well, yeah, I have that power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and says, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the internet drops. Um, you said, but Bethan, what do you do when you get to the end of a parenting book and you still haven't got the answer you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I mean, like there are reams of parenting books out there. So you will get a logical answer, but you will not get the emotional answer. And that is what we're trying to do here. Or sometimes you'll get an answer that fits the author's family. Yeah. But just doesn't work for your family. Right. Yeah that fits that nice compliant child who you say, can you do this? And they say, I'll do it twice over mother. No problem. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> yes. And do we want compliant kids that are just doing that to keep you happy or to keep the family going rather than actually being okay inside themselves? Ooh, yes. I don't know where that Which, came from. <laughs> well, oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. My oh. work is done. Slong, fall. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but yes. So let's move on because we want to keep this a real mini pod. Um, yeah, and... we could have done a roundup of the last year of our podcast, but what we wanted to do, well, particularly you, obviously, because you're in, you're in a therapy room, um, we yeah. were going to do the most asked question of 2023. Yeah, which, which was is always, Come on. 
how can I stop my child being so angry? Mm. And I think this is something you've seen in crashes as well. I mean, mm. I know that, you know, before we record the pod, before we push record, did you push record for this? God, I hope so. Yes, it's recording. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Look, I know well, I did it once. I know I didn't plug in the leads once. Okay. Leave it go, Bethan. Yeah. It's a whole new year. I'll let it go. Um, I'll flip it. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. You know, so before we come on, we have a little chit chat. I was going to say demented, but I don't mean like in a bad way. Just kind of saying, oh, my God, Bethan, crushes are just really difficult places now because of toddler's behavior. Yeah, you well, know, if you and, think and about it, the toddlers that are in creches now are the ones that were born in 2020, mostly. You know, they okay. are the ones that were born during the pandemic, which I think hasn't helped. So these are kids that um, perhaps didn't get the socialisation that no, no, we normally get. I think parents were under ridiculous pressure that they would normally weren't. Like, imagine having a baby at home and trying to work from home. And not being able to see your parents and say, can you have the baby for a while? You know, all of that. And I yeah. think it's absolutely having a massive effect in, in crashes at the moment. Plus the fact, you know, don't get me started. They're underfunded. They're understaffed. They're under yeah. savage pressure themselves. So yeah. it's not ideal. It's not ideal at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and I think then... The question, so the question I've got asked most this year is how can I help my angry child? Mm. So I meet parents in different ways. I meet parents for parenting consultations, which is a one-off, one-hour, sit with me online, sit with me in person, whatever you want. And we come up with strategies to help you help your child. Because parents always say to me, well, isn't it my child who should go for therapy? And I say, well, maybe, maybe not. That's probably not my call to make because every situation is different. But what I do know is, is that families work in a series of systems. So in, 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 in a system and so often children mirror back to the family stuff that's a little bit broken in that family's emotional system. So the parents say, you know, my child is very anxious uh, or my child is very angry. And I say, well, let's take a look at what's going on in the family first. Mm. Let's see how things are between mum and dad. Let's see how mum and dad's um, parenting experiences were, because children are often absorbing what's accidentally being spilled over. Yeah, so and when I you know think about that. That's a that's two different family systems. So, mum's family system yeah. and dad's family system trying to come together and make a new family system. There's it's it's never going to go smoothly. Yeah, hundred percent. And then the children mirror back the unsmooth bits of it. You know, I mean, I know lots of therapists who will not work with under 18s. They will only work with the parents. I, 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 and and I know people who say, nope, I won't work with a teenager because they are the angry child because they are not the problem. The parents mm. are a solution. So nobody is a problem in this. Yeah, it's that. Um, and I know people, lots of therapists who just will not go there because they say it is unfulfilling. It is very difficult because you're having conversations with parents time and time again around how they could do things differently. And they say, well, I'm not the problem. My child is. And don't listen to this and go, well, I have a three year old, so this doesn't count. I think I think yeah. think about how you react to your angry three year old or when they're having an absolute meltdown and then picture that being a teenager 
and think, well, how am I going to deal with that if I can't deal with this little thing having this yeah. absolute meltdown? Or if you are dealing with it by going, sure, have whatever you want. Yeah, you can have that. No problem. Do that. How is that going to pan out when they're a teenager? Yeah, a really common one I see at the age of three is, well, we just put the telly on because it distracts them. And yeah. yes, distraction is amazing. You know, I remember driving along in the car and, you know, at that age when kids start to un unclip their own seat oh belt. yeah <laughs> yeah so like it's like the hokey cokey and I remember driving along and I could be like oh look there's a cow and they'd be like where and that would bite us another 20 seconds yeah. until they remembered oh I can do my seatbelt trick but you know all the things you do with a toddler are they things that are sustainable when your child is a teenager I'm thinking of my almost teen if I said let's put the let's put the telly on instead I mean He'd probably just tell me where to go. Yeah. You know, he wants I'm having a moment. Or this or that or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you mean we're going to watch telly? Yeah. What are you talking about? So I think, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, every time when I sit down and talk with a family, always I just want them to know, look, you are the solution to all of this. When you change, your child changes. Oh, I don't have my book here. I meant to. There's a great quote from a book I've got all about this work. If you like, I can edit it in at the end so uh, that yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, Maybe. So that we've got it. Got it. So we, we'll leave the quote to the end. Ooh. But the general gist is. Well, when the parents change, everything changes. Yeah. You know, and 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 children are meant to be angry as well. This is the thing. They don't have the brain development or the skills in life or the life experience to be able to manage things differently apart from being angry. In the last year, I am, oh, I don't want to be all sweeping statementy, but I don't think I've ever seen, I'm seeing a huge increase of parents having huge expectations on children, on five-year-olds who should be able to get dressed and make their own pack lunches without being reminded every minute. Um, you know, children's brains, this is something we talk about in the CAM parenting community a lot, is that the logic part of children's brains simply isn't connected to the other part of the brain till about 10 or 11. You know, so we're asking children to do things. We're asking them to be these little robots. But on the inside, that doesn't match. So children will, over time, learn to adapt behavior. And adapting behavior can be defensive mechanisms like constipation picky eating refusal to eat mm. finding it tricky to go to sleep all these things that i hear on a daily basis with parents yeah and the and these are your child's defensive mechanisms kind of shutting down and resisting the control well it, it and, and do you know it's it's really resonating with me as a teenager that had um anorexia it's the only thing they can control yeah you know yeah. they can control their bodily functions they can control the the food that goes in so they're losing control somewhere else would that be yeah. right yeah yeah absolutely but it, this isn't a conscious thing I mean no. maybe I don't know if you want to talk from your experience or not but it's not a conscious your no, child you isn't go going to bed at night yeah. and thinking right tomorrow I'm gonna show <laughs> yeah. them I'm gonna not eat my Weetabix mm. and if I do eat my Weetabix it's gonna take me an hour and a half to drive them effing bananas it's not like that yeah. It's that children's bodies always do the talking, which is why children, 
uh, they lick their lips, they pick, they fiddle, uh, they jiggle around. That's them trying to regulate, right? Yeah. And 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 I remember once, right? Oh God, I'm on one of these stupid chairs that keeps going up and down, and it's just gone down. <laughs> it's like my task for 2024 just get a new chair back yeah <laughs> um I was on the radio once talking about answering a parent's question about an angry child and immediately after I got five phone calls from parents and I said the same thing to them they said will you work with my five-year-old boy will you work with my and it's it's mostly boys that I get asked about so I don't know why boys aren't allowed to be angry anymore I don't, I don't. Well, and I think girls are very good at conforming and being good girls. And I, yeah. they've soon learned that, you know, to be accepted in a classroom, you have to be good and listen to the teacher and to be this, that and the other. And, you know, it's, it's the programming, you know, teachers will say, oh, she's such a good girl. Oh, she's, a, she's a pet. She's yeah. this, you know, and unfortunately we, we kind of make our little girls into that I think a little bit yeah but it's also part of their genetics as well okay girls yeah I mean so there's a great book on this called boy no boys adrift is the other one and it's why girls are highly strung or something oh. like that okay and um but you see the genetic makeup of girls is different is it is different to boys yet we're trying to treat them the same so so many times I get I get asked about angry boys and here's what happens to angry boys they the anger isn't um isn't related to properly it's not helped it's not supported so by the age of 11 or 12 they start shutting down and then it goes into this is why we have a massive suicide problem in teen boys about 18 19 20 when they leave school they're gone and this is why there's a massive self-harm problem with the girls more so and i know this is very general is because they learn to be good, they keep things in, mm. but then in the keeping in, it always comes out. This is why, I mean, there is a huge increase in, in eating disorders. There is a huge increase in self-harm and things like CBT help to scratch the surface a tiny bit. But what children are looking for is something much more than that from their parents, actually. But that's a whole other podcast. Well, but in general, because I can hear hear the parent voice in my head going, oh, Jesus, you know, my, my kid's going to be self-harming. My kid's going to be trying suicide. What do I do? How do I stop that? Mm, yeah. So um, it's about in terms of anger. It's about helping to listen to the anger. All behavior is communication. Your child is communicating something to you. I cannot tell you what that is off the top of my head because I have not met you and I have not met your child. I can take a, I can take a guess. Yeah, so you, you've, a, I don't know, a five-year-old that's having an absolute meltdown over dinner, say, you know, because I, I, I just think sometimes it really helps to paint a picture and put this in real life examples. Yeah, just so that we get it. Um, so you know, I, there's no, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. So as a parent, then we can say, you're gonna sit there till you eat that because I've cooked that and that's the only thing we're having. So you're gonna sit mm. there and eat that. What's going on for the child in that moment? Well, I mean, when they're five, who knows? I mean, it can be that they just had a rotten day at school. They're sensory overwhelmed. They don't like the dinner. The way the dinner was presented has sent them into a sensory spin. You know, it could, it be, could be anything. so many things. But and what we could we do but differently? We don't wanna, yeah, but you, and this is it. We the, the biggest thing is don't buy, don't be distracted by the red herring of the food. Yeah. The food is just how this kid is letting you know they're not okay. That was the catalyst. 
and we don't have to know we don't I, I mean if there's bullying yes we do have to know but generally we don't have to know exactly what we do need is to spend time with our kids and be like okay don't worry about it yeah. we'll just take a pause for a minute yeah okay? at that at that dinner table okay yeah, and that and that doesn't mean that that's going to work <laughs> no you know but 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 what it does is it means that children need their parents to mirror to them something different from what they're feeling so if your child is incredibly angry and if you're shouting back at them or responding from a place of anger or if you're masking your anger because kids know then children feel this so you have to offer something different and think about this those five parents who phoned me wanted me to work therapeutically with their children to help them. I get that. That sounds lovely. I said no to all of them. I said, I will help you instead. And not one of them came, right? Not one parent. Because said, it's yeah, difficult. It's difficult to hear that. It's like, oh, well, I need to change. You think I need to change. Like you said, yeah. you get defensive about that. You hear like, oh, she thinks this, you know, that that's your instant reaction. Yeah. And it takes a minute to kind of go, okay, maybe I do need to change. And it's not even about changing. It's just that you haven't learned the skills for this yet. Yeah. The Cam Parenting Community is my online support for parents. It's waitlist free and inside is myself and a child and family therapist. So together we offer you 42 years experience helping children and family to solve your parenting problems. If you want to join us, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com and be the change your children need. You know, I always talk, I'm a fabulous baker, but today I'm going to try a brand new recipe. I don't know how it's going to go because I haven't learned it yet. Yeah. I haven't learned the intricacies of how, how this is going to work with my oven, with my butter, with my sugar. I, I don't know. So that's why I want us to keep doing this podcast. So we break down all these stigmas of like, she's saying I'm not good enough. I'm not saying that at all. I'm genuinely telling you on the back of my 18 years what will work for your family and what won't. Yeah. You know, and, and so if your and child is lie. showing... If your child is showing angry behavior, if your child is showing showing you this, maybe that's the time to pause and yeah. say, what is going on for them at the moment? What is going on for you at the moment? How are you feeling when your kid is like this? Can you just yeah. hang out in the awkwardness? Can you just be in that same space without having to fix or distract or do? Can yeah. you just be there? Yeah, exactly. And it's really and, hard. And, we get that. That's really oh hard God. to do in the moment. And it's exhausting. Yeah. But but here's the thing. If your child was to come to me for therapy, I wouldn't be sitting shouting at them. Yeah. I won't, I won't be telling them they should be doing something differently. I won't be telling them that they're useless, they're rubbish, that they're always doing this. I would be sitting and listening. I would be sitting on the floor with them doing something really creative as they spoke to distract them, but also so the body could do the talking and I could tune into that. So rather than your kid come to me and me totally accept them, I will help you totally accept them because they don't want me to accept them. They want you to accept them. And accepting them means the sticky bits, the good bits, the not so good bits, all of them. Yeah, and we, if we um, want to skip a few the teenagers that you do end up with dealing with, be it self-harm or eating disorders or suicide attempts, 
generally when you ask them what do they need from their parents the answer is not wishing to push you but generally it's that oh, you want them to me Steph yeah Sorry. no it's it's <laughs> no it, it it's it, it's um they want more time with their parents yeah they want to be seen and heard they want to be yeah they want to be believed they want more time with their parents but more time with their parents with no caveats and I guess this is you know I know we've come to the end of our time and I will come to what that really means in another podcast or join us in the camp parenting community because you can't get all the information for your family you know you need to ask us specifically so uh, and and what they want is the teens always say to me my parent always says nice things to me but I don't believe that they believe it because I can say Steph you're an amazing mom. I think you're fabulous. And then in another token, I could say, Steph, you ruined the dinner again, or you're always losing that thing, or you're always late for this, or you're always doing that, you know, and that's okay. We kind of moved a little bit. But anyway, but number you. one question is, and I would really encourage people to reach out to someone to get the answers for you how can I help my angry child what can I do when they are angry that is going to set them up for life full stop yeah and uh in the show notes I I, I believe we we tackled this in a, a much earlier podcast so I'll just refer to that in the show notes so that if you click on the information for this particular show you'll see which episode would perhaps be a, a good one to listen to Sounds good. And now through the magic of editing, uh, you are now going to read that quote that you couldn't find earlier. Okay. So the resolution for any family is this. For a family caught in the downward whirlpool of a regression, one parent must eventually take a stand for a higher and better functioning of self. This is the I position. So it says, I will no longer support irresponsible, dependent, regressive behaviours. And this is what you can expect from me in the future. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness, all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info. This podcast is sponsored by the Club Women's Network. It can be lonely working for yourself, so this online support and learning network is here to help women learn what they need to know to stay in business. They meet online twice a month and in-person meetups too. They teach you everything from reels to financial forecasting. For more information, check out theclubwomensnetwork.com.